What's going on, everyone? This is Nick Clark, and I'm your host for Play Hard and Love Big Yoga Radio, the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop in Folsom, California. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. Today's podcast is a continuation of the podcast series on Play Hard and Love Big Yoga Radio called Pose Breakdowns and Tips. The previous podcast that I put up on this specific series broke down the opening series of Baptiste Yoga's Journey into Power sequence. The following series within the sequence is the release series, and that's what I'm going to cover today, as well as rejuvenation and the deep rest series. My intention of today's podcast is to finish this podcast series so that you can start at integration, the very beginning of Baptiste Yoga's Journey into Power, and go all the way through each series and all the poses within the flow and have a deeper understanding of how to properly align your body and also what energy and intention you should take with you into creating these poses. So let's get started. Release begins with seated single leg extension right leg and seated single leg extension left leg. For seated single leg extension right leg, you'll take your right leg forward, tuck your left foot to your right inner thigh, Pull your left five toes away from your right inner thigh and spread your five toes on your right foot. Bring a soft bend to your right knee so that you can create a little bit more range of motion. Grab the outside of your right foot with your right hand and the inside of your right foot with your left hand. As you breathe in, lengthen your spine up and as you breathe out, pull with your hands and your arms to draw your torso down towards your legs your right leg. From here, relax your head, release any tension out of your neck and your jaw, and release any tension that you may have in your mind or anything that's come up for you in the practice. This is an opportunity for you to get grounded, really grounded in what's happening presently in your body and on your mat. So you would do the right leg and then you do the left leg, and that would complete seated single leg extension, right and left leg. The next pose in the series release is seated forward fold. Seated forward fold is similar to a standing forward fold. You take both of your legs straight out in front of you. Bring a soft bend to your knees. Imagine that the ground was underneath your feet. Press the center of your heels forward. Press the mounds of the big toes forward. Pull all ten of your toes towards your shin bones and spread your toes wide. Bring a little softness by softening your knees. On your inhale, lengthen your spine up. On your exhale, take your right hand to the outside of your right foot, your left hand to the outside of your left foot, and pull your chest down towards your legs. Release your neck and your head last, and keep breathing. Every breath that you take, every move that you make, I'll be watching you. (laughs) But really, every breath that you take in, lengthen your spine. Every breath that you take out, pull your torso down towards your legs. Next is tabletop. Tabletop can be done with your legs bent or your legs straight. Plant your hands next to your hips onto your mat. Plant your feet down onto the ground underneath your knees if you're going to do the bent version. Or expend 
extend both of your legs forward and press the four corners of your feet down into your mat towards the top of your mat if you're doing the straight leg version. Lift your hips up, drop your head back, integrate your shoulders here. You don't have to drop your head back. You can take your eyes up or take your eyes forward. You might find that you have some tightness in your shoulders that are restricting your ability to open up in this posture. If so, take your hands out wider, turn your thumbs out to the side, be at play with repositioning your hands. There's no right way to eat a Reese's peanut butter cup, and there's no right way to do any of these poses. So make adjustments as you go so that you can find extra opening based off what you need in your body. After tabletop, you'll come to fish pose, and fish pose, you'll lay all the way down onto your back, and then prop yourself up onto your forearms with your elbows underneath your shoulders. You can take your hands underneath your low back. I personally like to hook my thumbs to my hips. From here, you're going to pop the center of your chest up, so expand your chest and upper back. You can either take your eyes forward, upward, or back. feels good for me to drop my head back. With your legs, you're creating like a point, like a point and a flex, a point. So you point your toes first and then keep pointing the balls of your feet forward and pull, flex just your toes. Squeeze the inner edges of your feet together. Pull the baby toe edges of your feet towards the outer, your outer shins. And from your feet, extend all the way up to the center of your chest and create some space through your throat and jaw and mouth to release. Remember the purpose of and intention of the release series is to help you just let go of any added extra tension. Baptiste yoga is not a walk in the park. It's a challenging yoga practice, and it's done that specifically to help create tension in your body so that you can experience what life throws at you in your yoga practice and so that you have the tools to consciously move through challenging aspects of your practice and in your life with more grace. So look for areas where you can release here. After the release series, we move into rejuvenation. In rejuvenation, the very first posture is an inversion. You can do a headstand, typically traditional headstand, I would say, or you could do a handstand, or you could do shoulder stand, or supported shoulder stand. Let's start with supported shoulder stand. In supported shoulder stand, you can use a block or not. I typically just like to lay on my back and take my legs straight up and press my back into the ground. Not a huge fan of having a block underneath my low back, but that being said, it can feel really good for some people. So as long as your feet are up, good thing. Most important part about supported shoulder stand or any of these postures is that you keep your toes active. Right? You want to imagine in any inversion like this that you're walking on the ceiling, you just turn your body upside down and you're maintaining the active energy force from your feet down through the rest of your body. So feet up, center of the heels up, mounds of the big toes up, spread the toes, bring a soft bend to the knees, keep your legs nice and flexed, um, but also keep a little bit of ease. From supported shoulder stand to go to shoulder stand, you would take your hands to your low back and you would prop up onto your forearms, point your elbows forward, pull your elbows in, pull in to the center and press down through your shoulders, lift your heels up toward the ceiling. Again, keep your feet active, but also keep a little softness in your knees. If your legs are really soft in any inversion, you'll notice that you just lose the integrity through your whole body and you dump a lot of weight into whatever is touching the ground. So you want to make sure that you're 
core, your hands and your feet are active, much like downward facing dog or any inversion in this uh, sequence. If you decide you want to do a headstand, that's great too. Or if you want to work on it, that's amazing. I should probably do a, a little tutorial podcast on headstands so you have a little more information on that. But traditional headstand, for the sake of this series, is a really great way to uh, get upside down and also to build some strength. I encourage you to try it out. Interlace your fingers. You'll notice that one of your pinky fingers sticks out. Pull that pinky finger in between your palms. Squeeze your hands together. Place your forearms on the ground. Bring your elbows in so they're about the width of your shoulder, maybe even closer in than your shoulders. The wider you are with your elbows here, the more energy you're giving away and the more stability you miss out on. So pull your elbows in, pull your belly in, and come into a downward dog but on your forearms. great thing to practice here is just pushing your forearms down and lightly lifting your head up. You know, when you're in a full version of a traditional headstand, you will actually be very, very lightly touching your head to the ground and lifting your head t a tad bit up off the earth. So you don't want to be crushing your neck by dropping all of your weight into your head. Completely want to work on being integrated. So at this point in time, you're on your forearms. The crown of your head is lightly into, into the ground. Your hands, which are interlaced or pulling into the back of your head your hips are up like you're a downward dog and then you're going to walk your hand your feet as close to your elbows as possible and lift your heels up as high as you can then what you don't want to do is start jumping up and down or flailing around what you want to do is intentionally day in and day out day in and day out day in and day out is work on slowly maneuvering your legs up above your hips so that your your ankles, your hips, and your shoulders are in line. So what you would do from your tippy toes, just lift one leg straight up, square your hips, so keep your pelvis neutral, pull your straightened leg, your lifted legs, toes, towards your shin bones, and then you'll lightly rock forward and pull your other foot up off the ground and pull that knee into your belly and into your chest. And learn to hug in so that you're on your forearms, lightly on your head, one leg is straight up and one leg is bent, pulling into your center. Once you can do that, then you'll, with ease and integrity, intentionality, be able to take the other leg straight up. And then once you do that, you'll be able to squeeze the inner edges of your feet together, press down through your forearms, pull into your belly, and very lightly lift your head so that you're just on your forearms. Okay, so that's the steps you want to take, and I promise you I'll do a podcast to break down more about how to do the traditional headstand and tripod headstand. Same thing with handstand. If you want to work on handstand here, the best thing that you can do is work on getting into a forward fold and lengthening your forward fold out a little bit so that you're like in a mini downward facing dog and work your heels up off the ground just like you did in traditional headstand. And then from there, you'll work on taking one leg up, squaring your pelvis. So you point your standing or your lifted legs, toes straight down and then you'll lean forward onto the tippy toes of the grounded foot and pull the knee of the grounded foot in towards your belly the more you do that the more your shoulders will rock forward over your hands the more your hips will be aligned with your hands the easier it will be for you to float up intentionally without kicking or flailing or endangering yourself or endangering the whole yoga class right <laughs> so um, just work on that same thing you want to get to the point where you're building handstand. There's a couple of ways to do it. Leapfrogs is a good way. Um, 
and that's just a different way of doing it. But there's a podcast called Leapfrog Handstands. You can check out. There's even a video on that. So scroll back and check that out. But for this one, what I'm encouraging that you do is to work on lifting one leg and then the other leg. Just pull it into your belly as a way to float up and expand that way. Okay, and then after you do whatever inversion you decided to do in the rejuvenation series, then um, you're going to come from, well, you're going to come into plow pose. And plow pose, you'll take your feet up over your head and try and get your toes to the ground um, next to your head behind you. From here, if you can get your toes on the ground, you can work on straightening your legs and turning your inner thighs upward is a really great hamstring glute stretch. Dig it. I dig it. Um, if you can't get your feet there, that's okay. Your feet can be a couple inches up off the ground. Um, if you want to, you can even use your hands to hold hold on to your feet up behind you. The purpose is just to get your feet up above your head so that your central nervous system takes a chill pill. And hence the name rejuvenation. From plow pose, you'll move to deaf man's pose. In, the, in this pose, you'll bend your legs and wrap your knees around the outside of your temple. Yeah, basically, it's kind of a strange thing, but basically at this point in the practice, you're sliding your nose in towards your crotch, and you're going to take just a couple big, deep breaths. And um, the purpose of this is to just create a final cleanse for your digestive system from all the twists and all the moves that you did Deaf man's pose is just a final rinse. So take a couple deep breaths there. Press the center of your thoracic spine, your upper back, into your chest. And, um, yeah, feel the heat and energy that you can create in this pose. Okay? That's the end of the rejuvenation series. And at the end of the rejuvenation series, you should feel rejuvenated. And even if you didn't plan on it, even if you were going through the poses and you were not intentionally generating rejuvenation these poses are meant to create that for you so that when you get to the next series which is deep rest that's where we're sliding into next then your mind's a little bit more calm and you're ready and at ease to put your practice and your body to rest to recover okay so for deep rest the first pose is a spinal twist it's probably it's taught different directions and different ways the way we teach it at spotted dog yoga is supine twist right leg and what that means is the language uh breakdown of that is pull your right knee in to your belly extend your left leg out shift your hips off to the right and drop your knee off to the left then you're going to open your arms keep your shoulders square you can look up or you can look off to the right your choice okay and like i said there's a lot of different variations and then to switch you would extend your right leg forward pull your left knee in move your hips to the left drop your knee to the right Open your arms up, either look to the left or look up. Work on putting your shoulders flat down into your mat. Okay, then from those poses, your supine twists, you'll come to Supta Baddha Konasana. Supta Baddha Konasana we've gone through and done already in the Journey into Power sequence. Thus far, it's at the very tail end of the igniting series. Supta Baddha Konasana means reclined butterfly pose and this posture you want to make sure that you're taking the arch out of your low back. Arch or arc? Yeah, whatever. And um, so lift the front of your pelvis, press the flat of your back lightly down and feel the strength and connection to your core. And from your core, you should be able to lengthen out into your hands and your feet and relax down um, to your mat. At this point in the practice, it's a great 
opportunity to let go of ujjayi breath, drishti, all those things, and just be present. Feel the buzz of energy that flows through your body and, um, you know, as a product of your hard work. This is the last pose before you come into Shavasana. Shavasana, the promised land, deep rest, corpse pose. Shavasana is the, I think, the most important pose of this entire practice. Such a great way for you just to feel and be present and connect and a reminder of the power that you hold inside of you. When you actually slow down and feel the sensations and buzz that you can create from your center, then you know you start to realize how powerful you are. And you are very powerful, and uh, you can create virtually anything you want to create. Um, you may want to be careful with that. I definitely need to be careful what I put my attention on, you know, because uh, what I put my intention on, typically I manifest. So having an awareness of that is great. And maybe don't be careful. Just like trust, trust that doing this practice will lead you where it is that you're supposed to go. You don't need to know where it's going to lead you. It will lead you there. It will lead you to the right people at the right times. Um, it'll leave you settled and completely um, re- rested. So deep rest. From deep rest, you come to a fetal position or not. Come back up to the seated position. Bring your palms together at heart center and close your eyes. And to finish Baptist Yoga Journey into Power Sequence, we typically do three ohms or a sea of three ohms uh, to reconnect to the vibration of the people around us and the vibration of the universe and the world that's available through um, a deeper understanding of ourselves and um, a deeper connection to what's happening right now and less of a connection to like the thoughts and things that take us away from that. And um, from there, we slide our thumbs, palms together, thumbs to the center of our forehead, and bow together in unity and acknowledge each other and ourselves with namaste. Namaste. This has been an 18-minute podcast, which is a little long for me, but I'm not surprised that I can talk for this long. Believe me, I probably could talk for a lot longer. I hope that you enjoyed the Pose Breakdown series. And I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback. So if you have some, shoot me some comments or messages. And uh, keep plugging in to play hard and love Big Yoga Radio, where my commitment is to help bring you tools that get you more connected to your center so that you can live the most amazing, fulfilled life possible from where you are and from who you are. Again, this is Nick Clark. Play hard and love Big Yoga Radio, the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup Shop in Folsom, California. Check us out at spotteddogyoga.com. Namaste.